Hello and welcome back to Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is your host, Steve Rausch. And this is Gonzo. And uh, we got a really exciting interview today. We got the one and only Gonzo Pastorini. <laughs> really looking forward to this one. <laughs> this will be a good one. For all of you that have been sticking through these, it's been, uh, it's been fun to catch up and learn some new things. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm ready to be vulnerable, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'll ask you lots of vulnerable questions. Then. Yeah. I'm ready to share. Ready to share. Kay. Well, you know, when we talked to Rafi, she's like, I talked for all this time. I want to hear about you guys. So now, there you go. Here you go, Rafi. This is, this is for <laughs> you. <laughs> well, Gonzo, I, you know, you and I, we've been friends for a long time. We live right by each other. Yeah, it's just like really nice to be able to see you and play tennis and start a podcast. Yeah, I've uh, so this is the second time we've lived by each other, and the first time and um, we were living really close together, but we didn't see each other very much, and I was kicking myself. So I thought, man, Steve moves back to Utah because you were all over doing like dental practice stuff. It's like Steve gets back to Utah. I'm going to force <laughs> getting together and hanging out. Yeah. I thought, well, I, honestly, I love your family. I, I love Natalie. I love your kids. Um, it's like, I, I like spending time with you guys. The feeling is, is mutual. Oh, good. They like you too. <laughs> they think you're our uncle. But during coronavirus, <laughs> when you came to our house, our kids were like, wait, why is Gonzo in our house? He's not family. I was like, Wesley, he's your uncle. Gonzo's my uncle? <laughs> Blue is mine. So, he thinks you're his uncle. That's great. Um, but yeah, so... Be like a mean uncle. <laughs> moved back from Tennessee and buy a house really close to your house. So it makes, it makes it a lot easier to get together. For our listeners that are really enjoying these podcasts, uh, I want to give them a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So, why don't you just... Uh, just take a minute and kind of tell us how did you how did you view yourself back in high school? You know, it was funny when we were talking and you were saying that you'd always try to make a laugh, that you would, you know, look for you know having fun. I feel like in high school I was similar in that way that I was I saw myself as like I gotta entertain whoever I'm with. I gotta like entertain that person. And I feel like, I mean, looking back, I feel like I was, like, I saw myself as a kind of a clown in a way, too. Which, I mean, it's honestly not the best way. Um, and it's something that's changed a lot. But, yeah, I mean, that was, that's definitely how I saw myself. Trying to have fun and uh, trying to be a clown. But then most of that was because I was hiding um, either something I was feeling insecure about and my, my two biggest hangups, especially growing up were first being an immigrant and for a long time, uh, while I was in the United States being an illegal immigrant and all the different issues that, that comes with. And, and then the other thing is probably growing up with less money than people growing up poor. I mean, that's something you and I like relate can relate with because I mean 
you didn't you didn't have a lot of money either, and we still, still don't. <laughs> yeah, we still. But it, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm definitely in a better position now than I was growing up, and my kids will definitely have more opportunities to do things or to have things that I've never had. Um, not to say that I wasn't happy. I was very happy, um, but it being poor did have did limit things and um you know that was that, that was an issue and then I, I would obviously try to hide that of course um but so that, that's really how i saw myself i was always trying to please as well if it wasn't trying to please my parents um i was trying to please church leaders or trying to please whoever whoever's authority figure um it's something that I still, that's something I still struggle with, uh, trying to, like, now I work hard to try to please my boss, you know, it's, it's kind of just transferred. A couple of things you said I thought were interesting. You brought up a lot of that time being an illegal immigrant. Did you, like, as, in high school, like, were you thinking, like, I'm an illegal immigrant, something's gonna happen, like, was it a conscious thought that you had? <sighs> Yes, actually, yes. It's something that was constant on my mind because, and in a way, it kept my kept me out of trouble because I thought if we are doing something stupid and the police come, I could be potentially in a lot bigger trouble than any of the other kids that we could be doing something with. And it's also always in my mind because, say... It's it's also a connection with being poor, so if we, I I know I I think John Prue tells it as a funny story, or I think other people have told it about it as a funny story. But it's like we needed to do like a field trip or to have something for a track thing, and it was fifty dollars, and it's like I honestly did not feel comfortable asking my parents for fifty dollars, and I remember asking fifty people for a dollar at school. Um, to like cover whatever it was like, I don't know, a uniform fee or like if we were going to go on a, mm-hmm. on a track trip or something. And it is, a, it was hard because say, even if you're 16, like you or Gus could get a job like working at Reams and then you have enough money to like take a girl out on a date or to do whatever. Um, and work hard for your money. Well, those options were very limited to me. I couldn't just go be a bagger at Reams or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I had limited options for work to make money. And the ones that I did, like, you know, I'd work hard all summer trying to, like, mow lawns or something. And even that was, like, like I shouldn't be able to have that job or whatever. But it kind of, like worked out uh but then the rest of the year i had to make whatever i earned that money stretch um for if i wanted to take a girl out on a date or whatever so yeah so fast forward to now are you still an illegal immigrant i'm not i actually and you have i mean we have my my wife bonnie to thank for that um when we got married i was the type of illegal immigrant because it's not you know a lot of people have misconceptions about immigration but u.s immigration in the u.s is very complicated 
and we could get into it if you want, but it is, there's tons to it. And there are lawyers that specialized, specialize themselves only in immigration law because there are lots of different laws and the different types of immigrants. So for example, so I'll answer the question. So yes, I'm not an illegal immigrant and it's thanks to Bonnie um, and also thanks to a technicality. So my family and I entered the country illegally but we stayed illegally. So say, for example, if I were to have crossed the border illegally um, and just always been an illegal immigrant in the United States, even having married a US citizen, I wouldn't be eligible to just have a status change and become or start the process of becoming a legal resident or um, taking the steps to become it. In fact, I know a guy that that's exactly what he what happened to him. He crossed the border when he was young, and years later married a girl. She happened to be a U.S. citizen. Now they have a 17-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old daughter, um, and he to to change his status, he would have to go back to his country of origin and wait out a 10-year penalty. Well, during that, he couldn't support his family, or and he'd be apart from his family for 10 years. So it's just, like, impossible for him to do that. But luckily for me, we had the ability to, um, that I didn't have to do that, and we could just start a process of um, status change and a pathway that eventually could lead to citizenship. And um, at the end of 2019 is when I, um, when I became a U.S. citizen. So you're... A U.S. citizen? <laughs> I am a U.S. citizen. Did you yes. celebrate? Um, we did celebrate, didn't we? I want to say yes. I think... Sounds like something that we probably would have celebrated <laughs> with fireworks. <laughs> I want to say yes. We did, have, we did have a celebration. <laughs> that's awesome. So, that's a unique scenario. Knowing, man, if I get in trouble, this could come back to my family. I can't help my family. You might get deported or get in big trouble. And so you had to find jobs and figure out ways to make money that were much more difficult than just someone with a, just a social security number. Like, I could go get a job anywhere, and it would be fine. How have you, you know, going through that process, if you look back, how do you think you've changed from the kid you were in high school to now? Well, in a way, I feel like I'm more true to my personality the per, or the personality I had as a 12 or 13 year old now than when I was in high school. I think when I was in high school, there was more pressure to be more extroverted. Um, there was pressure to be more social because that is the, that's the currency in high school. Well, now as an adult, I am very introverted. <laughs> I like, I can really, I mean, I work as an accountant. I can go in a hole and be there for 10 hours and not talk to a single human and be completely content. You get so much stuff done. Exactly, just work on something. So I feel like I, as an adult, have become a lot more introverted. Um, and that's way different than when I was in high school. I feel like being married and being a father has changed me a lot. It's it's something that Bonnie has helped me with, that um, 
tendencies that I have come off or, or come out a lot when you parent. You know, if your your weaknesses as a in, in, as a human come out when you're parenting, as you're trying to discipline, or as you're teaching your kids, and that's something that in a way Bonnie's helped me to like bring those to my attention, and I feel like I've been doing that introspection, looking within myself and seeing what what can I improve? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better husband? And um, those are things that obviously, or how can I be a better person? And those are things that I really wasn't interested in when I was in high school, when I was young. I've always been, I've always been bullheaded, which, and goal-driven. So when I would set my mind to something, I would get tunnel vision even when I was in high school. So I would get tunnel vision to accomplish that one thing. So if it was in high school, if it was being more outgoing or having that social currency, I would make my effort to do those things and I would focus on that. Now today I'm focusing on, you know, finishing my basement or, you know, I'll focus on whatever project there is at work and I'll just, you know, just get my head, put my head down and, and tackle it. And that is something that being an immigrant has helped me with because working hard jobs where um, you kind of just have to push and work and do physical things has helped me with that because I feel like I have that in me to just work, work, work. So, Yeah, that's interesting. I, as I can uh, attest that you are a hard worker. Um, do you... Uh, do you have any beef with me? Be, be honest. I don't think I have any anything but good feelings towards you, Steve. Um, but yeah, we don't. I don't think we have beef. Okay. If you could give yourself back when you were sixteen some advice, what advice would you give? Hmm. I'd probably tell myself when I was sixteen to to try different things to branch out a little bit to not be afraid um, to do something different like I felt like I was going with a flow a lot in high school and once I got out of high school and for example it was that goes back to being an illegal illegal immigrant but I my possibilities of going to college or university were also very limited um, and, you know, I had the opportunity in high school to, you know, those things were available to maybe even try join a volleyball club or to see what, like, the French club is like or, you know, stuff like that that you would never thought of. Um, I would have told myself, try out, try some other stuff. Try looking at a whole bunch of after-school things because, I don't know, I feel like it, in a way... We, I was stressed, but it was probably the that, the high school, and then during my mission were probably the times where I was least stressed in my life. You know, that was that I had the least responsibilities, and when I was least stressed, so I would tell myself to maybe push push a little harder to get a little bit better grades, which I didn't do bad. I didn't get bad, but just like you were saying about yourself, I kind of did the same thing. I kind of coasted 
So it's just like, why don't you try hard? You know, take a page from Rafi's book and like <laughs> study a little harder and then try different stuff. Like go try different sports or I don't know, like try out for sports, try out for like more theater stuff. I think I did a little bit of theater at the end, like when I was a senior, but that was a lot of fun. It's just like, why didn't I do that earlier? It's like, try different stuff. Like go and be a little bit more responsible with your studying and just branch out and see what's see what's out there. That's what I would tell myself. Would he listen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. If there was, I'd have to like say, like there's lots of cute girls in that French club, and then maybe I'd be like, hmm, French club, you say? Good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Do you uh, do you still draw on your pants? No, but but I do love to draw still. So I do chalk chalk art, and um, my kids like it too. So we'll go out and do on the driveway. We'll do like a whole bunch of big chalk drawings, and around the holidays I'll do like a big Halloween mural, or I'll do like um, in the summer now that when it gets warm I'll I'll do like Pixar characters or things like that on the. So I I still like to draw, and that's something that I do with my girls. With I have three kids, and my two oldest are girls, so we we like to color and draw and. Uh, we do YouTube videos. It's like how to draw our kit or whatever. and Like you make these YouTube videos? No, or no, 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 no. watch them? Yeah, we watch the YouTube okay. videos. They're just kind of like a tutorial of how to draw like a fun like little character or something. And then we're pausing it and following the instructions. And it's a it's a fun thing like to do with the, with the kids. And they love it. And I, actually, I like it too. A little bit of background. Gonzo used to draw on his pants. He had this guy all through high school called <laughs> Knee Buddy. And Kneebuddy was the coolest guy. Just keep on keeping on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Gonzo's always been really artistic and good at that kind of stuff. Now i got to wear slacks to work, so it's like if I come with drawing on my pants, I'll probably, like, not be taken seriously during meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying about that accounting stuff, but uh, you drew on your pants, so I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> That's funny. Do you... Um, do you have anything that you're uh, you're passionate about now that you want to share? So I don't think I'm passionate about, but I think I've gotten a lot into just like learning different social science. I've gotten into learning um, about like behavioral psychology and how that affects how people view politics. So I'm, you know, I'm an outsider when it comes to politics. Like I don't. It's not like my parents were Democrat or Republican growing up. We're immigrants. We have we come from a completely different country. So it's like, I guess we just really look at issues one by one. Um, and I've kind of kept that. I still look at issues one, one, one by one, and then I try to figure out, like, what should the role of government be when it comes to that issue? And I feel like I love talking about politics. It's something that I wish Americans did more because... One of the reasons I feel the country is getting more and more divided is because people are just making assumptions about each other and are unwilling to have a non-emotional conversation about politics. You know, it's like, I feel like you can do it for a few minutes and then people start just getting heated. It's like, it, it becomes your second religion mm -hmm. and people feel personally attacked when something that their party believes in is criticized. So I like having 
po um, political conversations, and I feel I wish that I could uh, promote that more. I, I try to do that with just with everybody I meet. Try to promote some sort of tier second tier conversation where you're doing something, talking a little bit more than just about the weather, and you're going a level deeper, talking about either finance or politics or religion. I like. I don't know. I guess I just love pushing people. Just like talking about <laughs> those things that people hate talking about. Yeah, I just like talking about. <laughs> I just like talking about those things that make people uncomfortable, and th and that's one of the reasons I I want to have this podcast. I feel like it's not religion, it's not politics, but I still have the opportunity to get to talk to someone about a deeper thing than what they've been working on. It's like, uh, to be honest, like Rafi's job is. Is interesting, but she's a freaking scientist. It's like everybody else that's been web designer. I don't really want to know about web design, but I do want to know about what people have learned and what what have been the things, the catalysts in their lives that have brought learning in their lives. And what what is it? What are those things? What are those things that they that they've learned? Have they learned to be more responsible, like you were saying? Have they learned to be more loving? And what are the things that cost in their life to for them to become that? That's that's really what I'm interested in. That's so, and that's the reason why I wanted to do this thing with you to begin with. I think it'll be really fun because like it's been fun hearing you just about how you felt you saw yourself back then versus how you kind of see yourself now, and me knowing you and being able to be a, you know, around you during a lot of this. It makes me excited to do this with you with everybody else listening. And I really hope that people in our class take the time to, to reach out. We'd, we'd love to talk to anybody. Yeah, especially people that we weren't close with. I'm really interested in because I feel like maybe those people would be more willing to be honest and saying, like, I really, this is how I felt when I was in high school. And I felt people saw me like this. And now I'm this person. And these are the things that led me there. Yeah. But let me turn it around on you. What do you Ooh. think? What do you think... Um, what do you think I've changed in the last 20 years? What, what change have you seen in me? You know, as you're describing kind of the things that you had to do, like you had to just put your head down and just work. <clears throat> I know that you always did like big time labor jobs. You had to just go work and use your body and do whatever you could, whether it was, whether it was getting a paycheck or maybe being paid under the table. I'm not sure how it all exactly worked, but you would do it and you never complained ever about work. You just worked hard and just like, I work. I need to make some money, so I'm going to work. Like, it wasn't a question, and it was never. I never heard you complain about it. The thought, as you were kind of wrapping up that last section, thinking of like how Gonzi, you always worked really hard, and now I've seen you put that same work ethic toward your education to become an accountant, and. That's a totally different type of labor. Like you've said, you've become more introverted, and I've I've seen a little bit of that, and I think it's different because you and I are very close, so we're able to have more of those types of experiences. But I guess I'm going to answer your question with a question. But I've seen you go from working hard labor stuff to a transition to an accountant, and it. My big question is, what changed? Like, when did you decide I'm going to have an office job where I don't have to be outside anymore? Like, was that a conscious decision, or what? What gave you that change? Um, absolutely. I mean, honestly, and if my boss is listening, sorry, but I think my dream job would probably be to be 
a math teacher, but it's it comes from hang-ups of being poor. I was like, I'm pretty good at math. I'm organized. I think I can make better money being an accountant and support a family. Honestly, my goal was like, I want to... My dad was always tired growing up. He was always like, we never did anything fun because like we'd come, he'd come home and just like sleep because he was kind of like a labor guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, I want to have, my goal is I want to have some free time and be able to do fun things with my kids, which is, I mean, it's kind of what you were talking about too. And I was like, I can work a steady job accounting save my body so I'm not like wrecked and be able to like yeah coach a kids uh, like soccer team or like teach my girls to play tennis and like play with them or this weekend we went like to we drove down to the geobeds and we're like rock hunting so we're just digging a hole and like Mm -hmm. looking for shiny rocks and stuff and like I want to have something that will give me some free time to be able to like spend with my wife and my family I'd say that the thing that I've noticed where you've changed is also in a way where you've kind of stayed the same. Because my memories of you through middle school and high school were, man, this kid, like, we would, we would go from playing video games to you playing your guitar to you being able to draw to you saying, I'm going to try to see how long I can stay awake. And then you being awake for five days without sleeping and then hallucinating. <laughs> and just, I always saw you as, man, this guy's like so well-rounded and you can talk to him about anything. He's always up for anything. And fast forward 20 years later, I think you're still, and I, I like how you said you're almost more true to yourself now as your 12 and 13-year-old self because I feel like I can see you, you do those things that you want to do. And you're, you don't seem to be too tired to do them. You, I, you do chalk art festivals. You do finish your basement twice. Um, you do these things and you just see something that needs to be done or something that you want and you do it. Hey, I have a job and I'm going to be an accountant. So you go and you go to school for that. And then you find a way to get your master's in it. And now you're a master of accounting, Master Gonzo. <laughs> um, and so I, I see the change in that way where, you know, as, as we get older and as we have more responsibilities, we, there's more responsibilities. There's more things that we have to do. But it's been awesome to watch how you still prioritize and make time to do things that you're passionate about and things that bring you joy, whether it's just so you can unwind. Like, I'm going to spend my time by myself and I'm going to go get a PS5 and I'm going to play my video games. <laughs> or you're going to take your girls out and watching how you talked about your girls being able to hit a tennis ball. and like, Amelia can actually like hit pretty good. Like, it's super fun for me to watch you turn into this dorky dad. And I want to be a dad like that with my kids. Um, so I'd say that it's you've changed in the types of responsibilities, but I think that you're true to yourself. And I, I've been, I can confidently say that you act the same as far as I can tell around everybody you're around. You don't change yourself who you're around. And so being able to be true to yourself, I think has been a pleasure to be a part of and be able to see. Thanks Steve. You Do we have any old beef? A little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have any old beef. All right, cool. 
Uh, if anyone wants to send a, a funny story or something, you can send us a voice memo. If you're interested in being in the podcast, you can email us at jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to episodes on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and hopefully we want to be on iTunes soon. As soon as we figure out how to upload them there, we'll be there. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> you be prepared, all you Apple users. All right. Well, um, in, the next, in the upcoming weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking to Missy Moss Wright. I'm excited to talk to her. We've reached out to Brady Levitt. He's, he's going to record and then anyone else who sends us an email, we'll put you on the list and uh, we'll talk to you. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.